0: You're wrong. The podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. This is Shelby, and I'm here with Matt.
1: Yes, episode
0: <laughs> seven. I We're know. back. So lucky exciting. number seven.
1: Always. Uh,
0: I think this will be a good one. We get to get into the the film of the year. Uh, I guess the Meg. Yes.
1: A lot of early Oscar buzz for the Meg <laughs> from what I've heard. Definitely.
0: definitely, It'll fit into the popular category, right? Yeah, That's what we're yeah. aiming oh, for. Oh, yes.
1: We'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. I have lots of thoughts lots on the popular thoughts, Oscar. Lots of I'm sure. Category. Of course
0: you do. I, I mean,
1: this was definitely <laughs> better than Jaws. We can all
0: oh, no. we can all just
1: agree on that to begin with.
0: It yes. hurt me to hear you say that. I cannot and will not ever agree to that.
1: Ugh. I'm sorry. Well... Before we get started, let's plug all of our social media oh, yeah, handles. yeah, 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 yeah.
0: For, Right. We have to get to business. Okay. Brass yes, tech, everyone. You guys mm-hmm. need to follow, find us, follow us, like us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Email. P- we have and- Gmail. <laughs> yeah. We're You're Wrong and we're You're Wrong at gmail.com. And we're also on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and Google Play and all the other apps you can think of. So find us on your poise choice of your choice of app and leave us a little note. Yeah,
1: and I have handpicked another <gasps> glorious review oh, left by so one of our exciting. subscribers to read. <laughs> uh yes. it's from blondie drama lover who i don't think i know i probably do but <laughs> i'm i'm gonna pretend that this is a stranger yeah. who just really likes us
0: yes
1: blondie drama lover says omg these two gems are hilarious and once i started <laughs> listening i couldn't stop literally spent my whole work day in between calls catching up on all the episodes definitely worth a listen for great commentary on the entertainment biz Oh, i know y'all rocks my fuzzy socks off (laughs) heart emoji
0: i want to know this person i need to be their best friend how do we find them
1: i want a job where i can just listen to like eight hours of (laughs) podcasting Like, what is this?
0: Yeah, I know.
1: Sign me up for that.
0: I know. Yeah, a little bit of free time. We like it. That is so generous. Well, that is so sweet. What a motivation to, you know, keep doing what we're doing. Like, it's hard to, like, feel like you're making a difference in the world. So it really helps when we have these reviews that, That remind us why we do this, you know?
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) We are making a difference in the lives of so many people who are just
0: having bad days
1: and then they hear our voices and their days only get slightly worse at that point. I
0: know. I'm like tearing up. It's like, wow, we really are the shiz, you know?
1: (laughs) Uh, The shiz for (laughs) show. Well, should we get into all of the entertainment biz news that we have? Yes,
0: the people are relying on us. Please, Matt, tell me something I don't know. Well, clearly,
1: I'm going to start off with the Oscar (laughs) shenanigans. Please,
0: please. I've been waiting for your hot take. To lay the
1: groundwork, (laughs) randomly, out of the blue, the Academy... Decided to tweet, not send like a press release, not do like an interview, to literally tweet this random tweet that listed (laughs) out three. Yes, like they tweeted a tweet, (laughs) it's very important. That lists out three, like, very huge and very sort of out of the blue changes that they're going to be making in the upcoming years. Number one, and probably the most controversial, is that they're adding a new category, which they Aww. have not done for like 17 years now since they added the animated category back in the early 2000s.
0: Well, so they're adding a yeah, new yeah, yeah, category
1: right. for achievement in popular <laughs> film it's and pretty nobody dumb. knows what this means yeah nobody knows how they're going to judge this or assign this they're just like we're just gonna drop you a little yeah. tweet to drive everybody crazy and literally <laughs> i don't think anyone has liked this idea i saw it the day that mark Wahlberg was in on this which makes sense because his movies like could maybe He's like qualify finally for this award. i can be
0: an oscar winner yeah
1: vin diesel is also like yeah, yeah. this is great
0: <laughs> this is my moment
1: But all of film Twitter, everybody who's ever won an Oscar, anybody who's ever been nominated for an Oscar is like, no, this is a horrible idea.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can see what they were thinking, because clearly they're trying to like draw a new audience, revive attention because their last Oscars was the worst watched ever. And it is long. It is dull. And a lot of people complained like you're not recognizing these hugely popular films like Wonder Woman got snubbed. And so I think they just thought they were being really clever and they're like, oh, we'll drive up interest and we'll give the people what they want and we'll just make this little category. It'll be so fun. And I don't know if they were expecting the blowback they got.
1: Well, if they weren't expecting it, they are (laughs) real stupid. So the other two changes that they made, which I think also go to the same point, is one of is that they're moving up the ceremony. So usually it's like the end of February. They're moving it earlier to the beginning of February, which is, like, whatever. And then the other change is that they're shortening it from, like, (laughs) a four-hour event to a three-hour event. And basically what they're going to do is all of the categories that nobody watches, the shorts and the sound editing and all of that stuff, they're going to film over the commercial break and then just kind of (laughs) show highlights of during the the show.
0: I know. know. It's kind of sad because it's, like... That one, to me, is sad because it's like these people in these smaller categories have been fighting and struggling to like get attention most of the time. Yes. And it's like sometimes their speeches are the sweetest and like they clearly care about it. And it's so nice that they have their moment. And now we're kind of robbing it from them because we want more like Meryl Streep or something. So it's sort of... I don't know.
1: Right. Well, and I'm also like... You know, this, yes, this is a televised event, but it's an event, first and foremost, to commemorate the achievements of these people who have made awesome movies. And I think it's unfair to decide, oh, well, the actors were going to obviously air all of that stuff, (laughs) but the person who did all of the, you know, visual effects were just going to, like, shunt them off to the corner, when really that person probably did significantly more work on the movie (laughs) than the actors
0: Yeah, and it's like, how are they going to pick and choose which categories to do during commercial breaks, you know, is... Is Best Documentary a small one? Is Best Foreign Documentary? Is Best Short? Like, how do they pick and choose what isn't worthy of live screen time?
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it will be very rude. interesting. And and it's frustrating that they announced all of this in a tweet because then everyone's <laughs> like, well, what, like, what category is you cutting? What does a popular right. film mean? Like, what are the answers to all this? And they, like, radio silence. Mm. We haven't heard anything.
0: I know. And the popular one... That is just a hot mess to me. I don't know how they think that's going to help anything. I think it's a disaster. It's just one. It robs the Oscars of their like you know their clout, their you know, prestige. Mm-hmm. If they're just going to be like, oh well, suddenly Fast and the Furious is an Oscar-winning film, and it's also really rude to films that happen to be popular and also happen to deserve a Best Picture nom because now instead of giving wonder woman or black panther or whatever the popular one is a best picture nom. now they can just shove it into this lesser category and it's like will they allow overlap you know because sometimes the best films are the popular films like titanic and lord of the rings and whatever else so it's just sort of like what are they gonna do i don't know
1: yes well supposedly from like sources inside the oscars They are you are able to compete in both categories. It will be like animated film where like Toy Story 3 was nominated for Best Picture, but then also animated. But the thing is, if there's another category that the movie can win in, then it probably won't win Best Picture. So basically you're saying like we don't trust the the voters of the Academy enough to vote in Blockbuster movies to the best picture race So we're going to give it this other category And then by doing that you're basically Saying to voters hey you don't need to vote For Black Panther for best picture because it's probably Going to win best popular film so like Don't even bother so it's sort of It also cheapens winning For the other movies because they don't have to Compete against these blockbusters really Because they're going to be in a separate category Something that I find Very interesting and Very 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 shady (laughs) <laughs> is that supposedly all of this came about because ABC, which is the company that has been airing the Oscars recently, and I think airs is going to air them for like the next 10 years, they have some kind of contract, mm-hmm. really pushed the Oscars and said, look, we got to make changes. We got to add this category. Maybe if we have popular movies like represented at the ceremony, more people will watch it. We need more people watching it. But mm-hmm. isn't it a little bit suspicious that ABC... Also happens to own Disney and also happens to own Marvel, and also happens to own the Star Wars movies. It's Whoa. like, mm, like what? which movies do we think are going to be nominated for this Best Popular Film Award? Do you think it might be Beauty yeah. and the Beast, and Black Panther, <laughs> and The Last Jedi? Like, doesn't this seem right. very fishy that all of a sudden that is, all of hmm. ABC's movies basically are going to have their own category?
0: And it is weird, too, because it's like, like, won't we know the winner? Like, the big picture of the year will be the biggest picture. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, what are they voting on? Like, what are they supposedly saying? Like, it seems like a, oh, these were popular films because of box office numbers. And here's the top box office number of these 10 films. So it's like. What are you giving, like, what prize are you awarding, necessarily? Yeah.
1: It's very confusing like, as, like, will these movies be selected by, like, who has the biggest box office numbers? By yeah. who, who's been in the most theaters? Is it going to be, like, a popular vote? <laughs> like, people's choice Oscars. where, you know, it's just like, right. we have a go to <laughs> com and vote on your favorite movie. What should get nominated this <laughs> yeah. year, Twilight, Breaking Dawn, or The Hunger Games, <laughs> Catching Fire? It's like... Yes,
0: that's what I want. I want a live voting, like in American Idol, where yes, we pick yes. the winning
1: video. And if you get a during, the if scene. you get a busy signal, just keep calling.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know it's too bad because I—I mean, I'm one of the few who still loves the Oscars, too. and admittedly, they've been really dry and boring the last few years. But I don't see how any of this is going to help. Yeah, it seems like. I don't know well, and also, I don't know, and also, it's sort of like
1: this this is a bigger question is will this actually help the Oscars get more viewers, and I sort <laughs> right. of think, no, like who watches Oscars? they're people who really like movies and who really right. pay attention to them. Somebody who only went and saw Black Panther and Jurassic World this year is not (laughs) going to want to, like, tune into the Oscars whether or not those movies are nominated for one award being this popular (laughs) film award. Like, they're not going to watch a four-hour ceremony because, like, oh, I really, really liked Planet of the Apes and, you know, it's nominated.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know.
1: Yeah. And I also think, like, are they going to alienate people who do really like the Oscars by cheapening it in this way to me it feels like you're pissing off your base to try (laughs) to get other people who probably aren't going to watch it anyways and another thing to consider is that they're comparing numbers this year's numbers to years in the past and they're like well more people watched this when the Titanic won than last year when Shape of Water won but it's like yeah back when Titanic won there were 15 channels you could watch <laughs> so it's like everybody yeah. was watching the oscars because there was nothing else on now people are yeah. streaming things they have hbo go you know There, there's a million things for people to watch so there's obviously going to be less people watching the oscars because there's less people watching everything
0: right and it's sort of like hard the numbers thing because this and like shows like the bachelor i feel like have become community events so it's like Not every household has it on because most households are at a party where they're watching the Oscars in the background or whatever. Yes. And so it's like, it's hard to get in numbers on that because whereas when I was like growing up, I feel like every house had their own thing and they just have it on or whatever. But now it's like, oh, let's have an Oscars party and we'll have like all these themed stuff and it'll be fun and everyone come and there's like 30 people in one house watching it. Right. So... They sort of seem out of touch to make these like weirdly drastic moves that don't really help the Oscar maintain its credibility. Right. Because I'm sort of like, well, now does that mean the best picture isn't actually the best picture and it's just the best snooty film? Or is it like... Are they supposed to be on the same level? Is popular film a step below best picture? Like, it's just like introduces this new mess of politics to how we perceive Oscar winning films, you know? I mean, I think that
1: what will happen is that the popular film will be sort of like animated in the fact that it technically could be nominated for best picture but usually isn't and maybe one of them is nominated for best picture and then you know almost automatically that that is going to be the one that wins best animated it's like when toy story 3 (laughs) gets nominated for best picture none of the other four five (laughs) nominees for animated get nominated for best picture like i wonder which one's gonna win do you think it's gonna be (laughs) Kubo in the two strings like no yeah
0: yeah. It'll make the Oscar pool maybe a little easier. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. We <have> wow. <laughs> we all know Black
1: Panther's winning popular this yeah. year, everybody. So. Yeah.
0: I know. It was sort of weird and people were upset. I know Rob Lowe went on some crazy rant about it, which I thought was funny because I'm like, does he have any like stakes in either category necessarily? I don't know, but people have a lot of thoughts. I so. I
1: keep hoping, and other people. Have also voiced this That this tweet was sort of like Gauging what would happen if they actually <laughs> Made these changes and now Since literally everyone is upset About it they're just not going to do it Because to a certain yeah. extent it's like all of the Critics are upset everybody who likes movies Is upset all of the nominees are Like or people who could get nominated Are upset right. plus you have all of these People who are in the smaller branches Who are the film editors and sound people And documentary people who are Not only pissed off about the pop popular film coming in but also pissed <laughs> off that like their category is getting bumped to the commercial right. break so that they can move in this bogus popular category like yeah. nobody wants this everybody is upset Yeah
0: And simultaneously there's no one being like oh I'm going to start watching the Oscars now
1: Yes Sign me up Yeah
0: <laughs> You got me Yeah finally getting what i want so my dad isn't like oh
1: oh, expendables (laughs) three is getting nominated so i'll watch the whole ceremony he's like it's (laughs) a bunch of liberals i'm not watching this
0: anyways (laughs) oh no what a mess Uh, but speaking of horrible messes and badly badly phrased (laughs) sentences i have something that is hot off the presses and i've been dying to get your take on So Kylie Jenner's birthday was this week and yet last night Kanye released a song called Ecstasy and I don't know have you heard it yet? I
1: have not. I just saw before (laughs) this show started that this song came out and I was like oh shoot Shelby 100% is going to ask me about this and I am not going to know. (laughs)
0: no okay so this is the opening line so it starts with like a bunch of weird moaning whatever and then he raps you got six sick thoughts i got more of them you got a sister-in-law you would smash i got four of them and everyone was like ew (laughs) and i was like ah and it's like it's so weird to me i don't get it like i just i get kanye's like a genius like artist and like he creates really great songs But this one really just, I don't know, his rapping, his lyrics have gotten a little weird for me. And that's, like, a really weird thing to sing about your sister-in-laws. And, like, I'm not here for it. So... Now that you know that's what he sings, like, what's your hot take? I know you're a big Kanye believer, so. Yeah,
1: I mean, I really feel like (laughs) I have to listen to the whole song before I can make any real
0: comments. It doesn't get better, okay?
1: (laughs) I mean, I feel like that's, like, the buzzy headline version of it. But, um, I mean, I don't know. The thing is, the things that Kanye says (laughs) are, like, in general, not... Specifically this comment, but in general He just sort of Says things that he's thinking In the Mm -hmm. moment And then later will go Back and say, you know, I changed my Mind or that's not actually, Mm -hmm. like I was thinking Something Mm -hmm. different than that He's a very interesting artist because And I think we've talked (laughs) about this Before, most people really Like curate what they're putting out They're very, you know, they have All these teams of producers, they're very intentional Like an album does not come out Without it going through 7,000 people and it taking months to make. And Kanye, yeah. especially recently, has been sort of just like, oh, I have a thought. Let me just whip up a song, put it out, and there it is. And then, you know, even a week later, he's, he's sort of like, well, uh, what I said on that song, I was thinking at the <laughs> moment, but now I don't necessarily agree with looking back on it. So, so oh, who I know knows? he
0: saw, he saw, yeah, he saw the pictures of his sister-in-laws at Kylie Jenner's party and wrote this song. So, yeah,
1: so there we go. <laughs> I think you're right. Yes. Yeah, he
0: saw. He sings about the photos. He's like, he's like, man, they have. I don't know the lyrics, obviously, but he sings about how he saw these photos, and it's like, damn, that's what they're working with. Like, how do I? It, it's a it's weird it's very creepy like i have brother-in-laws and i would be very uncomfortable if he <laughs> released a statement or said this off the offhand and like a oh i don't mean it necessarily yes, kind of way yes but it's a little like disconcerting to me and the general public but kanye west has been on everyone's mind because he was on jimmy kimmel the other night too and yes. got a little tongue tied there so. yeah yeah <laughs> So oh, Kanye's Kanye. struggling these days. <laughs> Get come on, pull pull yourself together, yeah. pull yourself together, buddy. Yeah. Like
1: I'm, I'm cheering for you. Oh, no. <laughs> what what's the tyro? We were all rooting for you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, but do you have any anything else?
1: Oh yes. So yeah. now that we've talked about one of my favorite people, I figured I'd bring up one of your favorite people.
0: Oh okay,
1: uh, Justin Timberlake whom I know you have undying (laughs) affection for. Wait,
0: wait, wait. No, 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 no. No, all our listeners need to know, no, that's not true. I hate Justin Timberlake, but go on.
1: Did you see that he has a book coming out?
0: No, I must have like a block on my Google for news about him because I didn't. (laughs) I did not see this.
1: Yes, he just announced that he has this book coming out and it looks so cheap and bogus to me.
0: (laughs) Okay, I'm the, this it. is he has the cover out already. Yes,
1: he has the cover. Apparently, oh, he's wow. been working on it for a long time. But this wow. is this is the like tagline of what is in the book. It's a collection of anecdotes, reflections, and observations on his life and work with hundreds <gasps> of candid images from his personal archives. If this does not sound like uh. a cash grab, <laughs> I don't know what does. It's basically like I'm going to put yeah. no work into this. We're just going to slap some pictures together. I'm going to write a l- few little. Diddy's here or there, and I'm gonna try to sell it to you for thirty bucks.
0: Yeah, do you think he talks about how he totally threw Janet Jackson under the bus, or he used the breakup with Britney Spears to motivate his whole career? Like, I'm curious. One hundred percent, that's all in there. One hundred percent, no. Yeah, <laughs> 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 maybe
1: he has a candid of him uh, and Britney, but uh,
0: yeah. I doubt it. <laughs> oh no, I'm not looking forward to that. You have
1: been out on Justin for a while. I feel like I was yes. I was never, like, a super huge Justin Timberlake fan, but I was, like, tolerating and, like, fine with him as a pop star until that halftime show this past year was just so abysmally horrible that I was like, nope, nope, you know what, I'm done with you, goodbye, like, (laughs) let's hire somebody who actually has talent and can put together a a show, like, maybe just bring back Beyonce the next six years, you know? (laughs)
0: yeah yeah Lady Gaga or Beyonce please I mean the thing that Justin Timberlake just bothers me for a whole bunch of reasons but it's like it's sad really because his last album did so poorly his tour did poorly he ended up doing a bunch of older songs on his tour because no one wanted to listen to his new songs and now he has this book coming out where he just is trying to stay relevant and I'm I'm a little, you know, I feel bad for the guy, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why he just, just a hasn't switched
1: to acting full time. You know, like for a while he was in a bunch of movies and he seemed good in those. And I don't understand.
0: <laughs> I mean, passable. Like... You know what I mean? I mean, for
1: the movies he was in, he was fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess he did try that like serious try in the Woody Allen movie with um, them. That, that came out last year, didn't it? What?
1: I have no idea what movie you're talking about.
0: <laughs> um, he was in a Woody Woody Allen, Allen movie?
1: I'm looking Yeah,
0: up. Justin Timberlake. Yeah, it was with, um, I'm blanking on her name, which is so embarrassing, Wonder Wheel. It, um, oh, with, yeah. Um, the, what is her name? Why can I not remember this actress's name? Kate Winslet? Is she in that? Kate Winslet, yes. So that was 2017, I guess. He tried the serious the serious look i don't think it i don't think anyone really liked him that much
1: did you see inside lewin davis that's a few years old but no but i, I heard that. that
0: one was good yeah yeah no i saw um about time or no no what's it oh, called? oh in time? time i liked that in time <laughs> no that was a hot mess that was it an interesting concept, yes, but it, yes, it failed. Yes, the yeah. concept
1: was very... I was like, if this had been in the right hands, it would have really sung, right. but... Um, yeah,
0: but it didn't. Um, speaking of movies, though, I was sad to hear this because I didn't even know it was happening, but Chris Pine... And Chris Hemsworth were in talks to star in Star Trek 4, which I don't know if you remember, but in the original, well, not the original, the, the original J.J. Abrams Star Trek, the yes. first of the new Star Treks, Chris Hemsworth had his feature as, as the dad. Yes. So he's just in the opening scene, heartbreaking, beautiful. It's like the first time America saw him before Thor and it was just like... He stood out to me and it was a moment, you know,
1: talent scout and that you Chris are.
0: Pine. <laughs> yeah. And so anyways, Chris Pine rocked it. I loved the first. I loved the first one, liked the second one, never saw the third one. But I guess they were talking about bringing Chris Hemsworth back somehow through some sort of time jump, I'm guessing. Oh, no goody. To have them both in it. But they both left the table over negotiations about money. So now it's on hold. So
1: now who who are they gonna get? Chris Evans, do you think?
0: Yeah. Just a few other Chris's. Yeah. Well, so the thing is JJ Abrams, I guess, was like, we're still this isn't canceling the project. We still want this to be like the to be like the number one on whatever whoever's producing it or whatever. But it's sort of like one, if Chris Pine isn't in it, then it's like it's over, you know? But two, like If Chris Pine isn't in it, it's, like, really over, you know?
1: (laughs) I'm surprised they're even making a fourth one, because didn't the third one do terribly? I I feel like it came out, and I didn't even know that it was out. It did so bad.
0: Yeah, I know. I think that's why they thought, okay, what can regenerate interest in this? Chris Hemsworth. They're like, wow, we really lucked out having him be in the first one, so let's see if we can get him back on board. And I don't know who stalled it. I don't know who was unsatisfied. I don't know if it was, like... About money or salary or whatnot. But for some reason, negotiations over the weekend have just stalled. And they said they both that both Chrises walked away from the table. And it's just like, oh, I would have loved that movie. Just, I would have loved it. Mm. Just the two best Chrises, you know? It's like, it's almost too much for one movie, but I, I so would have been there. You know what I Wait, mean? Wait, <laughs> okay,
1: so you think those are the two best Chrises? Let's rank the four Chrises. Hells yeah. Okay, okay. so who we got? We got Chris Hemsworth. Chris Pine, Chris Evans, and Chris Pratt. Pratt. Okay, Mm -hmm, go. mm -hmm.
0: So I would say Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pine, Chris Pratt, and Chris Evans is like low, 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 low. Like I'd fit in other Chris's if I could remember their name before Chris Evans.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or Chris (laughs) Everett. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, What about you? Well, I feel like Chris Hemsworth is clearly number one.
0: Yeah. And, and Chris
1: just, Evans, yeah. I feel like, is number four. But I, I don't know. Yeah. It's tough for me because I do like Chris Pratt, but Chris Pine was in uh Princess Diaries too. So that's like yes. worth some bonus I points. know,
0: right. Yeah, his hair and his blue eyes. It's really yeah. it's
1: a it's a toughie <laughs> between the two of Chris them. Chris
0: Pine just seems like I would rather hang out with Chris Pine than Chris Pratt because I don't know if it was the divorce that really rubbed me the wrong way or the weird, like, attitude he got once he got hot and famous. But Chris Pratt just doesn't do it for me anymore. I just, like, I miss the old Chris Pratt, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I miss Parks and Rec Chris Pratt. and Fat Chris Pratt. Married to Anna Faris Chris Pratt. Yeah. (laughs) So, I don't know. I just have a soft spot for Chris Pine, though, I think because... Growing up, he was in a lot of movies. I enjoyed like Princess Diaries two, and I guess Star Trek. And he was just always this really handsome p- Chris in my mind. So he's been with me the longest, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I think he's been famous the longest, right? Um, of I think those, Matt, Chris
1: Evans might have been because he was in Fantastic Four, oh, and yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, that yeah, came right. out probably the same ish <laughs> yeah. time as Princess Diaries two. Yeah.
0: Oh, I just don't like Chris Evans.
1: <laughs> and then they and then they brought him back for Captain America and it was sort of like, wait, he already had a superhero movie. Why is he back in this one? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the first one was horrible. Oh, yes, yeah. that's right. Now oh, I yeah, now I'm, yeah, now I'm yeah. remembering. Mm-hmm. I Right, no. Well, do you have anything else or should we get into The Meg?
0: Well, I do. I I realized Nicki Minaj released her new album this week. <laughs> she did. <laughs> Yeah, it's been like such a hot mess trying to get it released. There was like talk of delays and then she was like doing a Twitter poll to see when she should release it. And it was like, what's going on here? But yeah, she dropped it like on Friday during uh, Apple's Apple's Beats 1 radio show. Like she was live streaming it and giving like she was just like talking about it as she played each song. And it was kind of like a mess. Like she was... There were, she was 20 minutes late to do it, and then they had to stall halfway through the show because they thought they were going through the songs too fast. And she was just talking a lot of... It was just weird. And I guess you haven't listened to any of the songs, but no. there's one song. <laughs> there's one song called Barbie Dreams where she does this really delightful thing that I enjoyed. She calls out every single rapper she's ever that's ever tried to sleep with her and kind of like kind of just destroys them it's really really good like Nicki Minaj is proving that she's like at the top of her game that she's a rapper who can rap with the best of them and she's never been taken seriously I think because she does have the pop angle Mm -hmm. and so I think this album she's trying harder to be like listen to me drop these lines and in Barbie dreams I don't know I live for the drama but I loved it she like outed like 12 rappers and like it was great you'll have to read through the lyrics it's one of them Kanye wild.
1: Wester he was too busy with his sister-in-laws yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I can't remember if she drops ye she talks about Drake she talks about all the heavy hitters there's some good there's some good lines in there it's probably inappropriate to share over a, over oh, a podcast yeah. uh, but Drake but Drake definitely wants too. it bad
1: I do feel yeah like, tell me if you think this is real or not I think that we are at the period where the pop stars that we grew up under are starting to like become obsolete. And it's sort of mildly <laughs> depressing for me as people not necessarily people that I love but like Justin Timberlake, Katy Perry right. I feel yeah. like Nicki Minaj is sort of kind of in that same, but maybe this album is good. But I think like you can tell that they are like, trying to hold on. Right. And you have this next wave of people, the Shawn <laughs> Mendes and Ariana Grande and Charlie Puths that are kind of like kicking them off the top slot. Right. It means yeah, we're getting Cardi old B. and it's it's depressing. Oh, but I do like I Cardi B so much.
0: Yeah. So the thing I was thinking about, cause Nicki Minaj, I really just know for like, super bass and like the starships one so like those mm-hmm. really like clubby pop songs yeah so i never like listen to her more like rap driven stuff necessarily so this album isn't necessarily my cup of tea but you can tell that she's very good at what she's doing mm-hmm. so i don't know if she's trying to pivot or if she is trying to like scramble into something again because yeah i don't know if it's like she's been on the decline but but she just hasn't had those like big hits that you just those earworms you can't get out of your head.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting era. We'll I see know. if these <laughs> if these people can get a pull a comeback together, yeah. or if they're sort of like done.
0: <laughs> they're going to end up like Britney Spears doing sad, overly lip sync tours and <laughs> small venues. But I
1: feel like Britney Spears hung on a lot longer than yeah <laughs> than you would have expected, and then and a lot and a lot longer than. Most of the other groups from that time period, you know what I mean? I mean, she had work, bitch, just a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I
0: mean, it was a few years ago, but yes.
1: And then she had that terrible song with our, or with um Iggy Azalea. Oh gosh.
0: Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> Nightmares. Such good
0: ones. I love the I love the competition for the summer song. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this year there hasn't been any really great summer yeah. hits.
1: I'm trying to think of what the song of the summer would be. Maybe the middle. I, know. I feel like that's been really big.
0: Yeah. Or the um, the song I always hear whenever I turn on the radio is the one about um, how she's just she's just friends with this guy, <laughs> and I can't remember the name of it. Can I you have sing no a idea who bars? sings it. No, I will not subject anyone to that.
1: Do it, do it, do it. Come on, Shelby, what's the song? No,
0: turn on the radio, you'll hear it. It's no big deal. We're just friends, you
1: and me. Is that it? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, that
0: was perfect. Thank Mm -hmm. you. That was wonderful. (laughs) Great, great. (laughs) But if we haven't had summer songs, there have been a lot of movies competing for the summer flick. And that's why we're all here. That's why we're here. It's time for our feature presentation. We watched The Meg. The Meg. What were your What were your first impressions? What were your thoughts?
1: What were my first impressions on The Meg? <laughs> um, well, yeah. this is, as, as our listeners can probably guess, yet again, one of these movies that I had really <laughs> no intention of going seeing, and then Shelby was like, this is what we're doing on the podcast, yeah. and so I saw it. <laughs> I will say... I think that I enjoyed this movie more than all of the other summer blockbustery movies that I've seen so far. I think this was better than Skyscraper. I think it was better than Ant-Man. I liked it better than Infinity War. I liked it better than Jurassic World. And the reason why is because I think or I know that Jason (laughs) Statham is like in on the joke. Like the people who are in this movie are in on the joke that this is like a crazy movie. It's not that good but it's like wild and entertaining and they are there to bring you that the people who were in Jurassic World and some of these Marvel movies think that they are bringing you like highbrow stuff and you're like no (laughs) no child that is not what you're bringing us you're bringing a schlock and you're pretending that it's good (laughs) and therefore it's not either it's just really
0: bad that is so interesting because i think you'll be surprised to hear this i was surprised to feel this i think everyone listening will be shocked i did not enjoy this movie what I know, and I was so Shelby, disappointed that I didn't enjoy wheelhouse. it. your I, wheelhouse. I know. Maybe it's like I've gotten to the point where I consider myself like a true connoisseur of the monster, the disaster, the summer popcorn flick, and I've seen so many, and I have such high expectations in such a unique way for these dumb movies, and this one just really... Didn't work for me. And I've been like polling people who've seen it. And I think I'm on the... I think I'm one of the few who didn't enjoy it. Who who like went in knowing what it would be and still just didn't have fun with it. And I'm... I don't know. I'm disappointed about it because I've been waiting for my summer flick. Like every year I'm just like can't wait for these popcorn flicks. You know? Like the good old popcorn flick. You know? that Like the mindless fun... And it just has one thing going for it, like special effects or crazy action or whatever it is, and nothing else to think about. And this one, I don't know. I don't know, man.
1: (laughs) I will say that, so I I went and saw this on Friday. I saw it in IMAX. I had the day off. It was great because now I'm an AMC member. I can go see things in IMAX and not have to pay any yes. extra money for them, which I was I'm into. So I also this is a, another sidetrack. I did a <laughs> count today, and I have seen 18 Jason Statham movies because my dad <laughs> is obsessed with Jason oh Statham. My goodness. So I've literally seen like almost all of his big movies, and I and I really enjoy them because they're all almost the same, and yeah. they're all like bad, but like good and he's in on it but i was interested to see that the reviews for this were mostly bad and that people were like Mm -hmm. it wasn't good enough and it wasn't bad enough it was just kind of yeah
0: exactly and
1: boring and i I think that's the problem yeah but that wasn't my takeaway at all but you seem to be in with the crowd
0: (laughs) so here's the thing right like When you think popcorn flick, like the great summer movies of of years past, like what comes to mind, you know? Because I think of like, I don't know, like Armageddon or any of the Fast and the Furious movies, like anything Liam Neeson is in, (laughs) you know, just those really like dumb, unapologetic, silly movies that are just about having fun. And I think for this one... What was what I saw a lot of the reviews were was that, yeah, it either it was trying to be smart when it should have been dumb and it wasn't having as much fun as such a dumb movie should. And I was like, (laughs) I think that's where I was like, I just wanted it to have more more fun I just wanted it to be dumber and it was already really dumb so I don't know I've been trying to like parse out what was not working for me and I can't figure it out man
1: I'm broken (laughs) that is really interesting I mean I think it had a really simple plot line that was easy to understand which I enjoyed I will say this and I don't know this is probably not what your take on this would be but I think (laughs) this movie suffered because it wasn't rated R I think that when yeah. you have this giant shark that's eating things and you're going to have all of these action scenes and spoiler alert, a lot of people die in this movie, like more people than you would think.
0: Well, I don't know. Not a lot of people died. I think the final head count was like seven people.
1: But that's a. I feel like that's a lot for a <laughs> for a like PG-13.
0: Maybe. Yeah.
1: Like, I mean, I don't know, movie.
0: because. You see, like, I don't know, like, Independence Day, whole cities get evaporated. Or San Andreas, you watch the entire state of California just be destroyed.
1: But there's not... I was thinking more of, like, characters who you know the name of. Right, right, right. A lot of those people die. I mean, about half of the expedition group (laughs) bites it at some point or another. So I... Yeah. But because it's not rated R you don't really get any blood you sort of just see like yeah. some like some like them get completely swallowed up by right, the shark's right. mouth so i think that and it
0: cuts very quickly yeah the
1: movie could have had more fun and been worse if they <laughs> you know had like more like severed arms or you know someone like right. being dragged around more where this was pretty yeah. like quick and sterile in its kills
0: it was and i think that actually was part of my complaint was like not necessarily that it had to be more gory but it just like there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of trauma like it just seemed like wow you were playing with this giant shark and that should be so fun like seeing this shark that could literally swallow eight people at once and they never really took it far it was just like I think that was what was most frustrating to me was the shark was never that scary because it seemed really it seemed really dumb like the shark the shark would just hang out and you'd always see its fin above water and they'd know exactly where it was. And they'd just be like, okay, we got to go do X, Y, or Z to it. And the shark would just be there. And then eventually it would disappear to come up for a jump scare. But you always knew the general area where it was and it would always like target one person and then instantly be distracted by something stupid. And you're just like, it just didn't have the same fierceness or fear factor that like, Any of the Jurassic Park dinosaurs did or even Godzilla or the monsters in Pacific Rim who there was like no level of risk with this one except the fact that it had a big mouth.
1: Yes, I do think that this movie really explained for me Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom because we learned that this Meg shark, you have to turn the lights off or otherwise it's going to eat you. And then we also saw that in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom that when you're running right. from a Indoraptor, you need to turn the lights off in turn your the mansion. Lights off. So yeah, that's my takeaway sure. is when dealing with a monster, <laughs> always turn the lights up. That's the safe thing to do. I
0: know. And you know what else is crazy? This is like, I mean, I don't know if we want to get into specific plot points, but I have a lot of thoughts about what went wrong in the plot, which obviously these are popcorn flicks. They're not supposed to be uber intelligent. But I think what, before we get into the details of the story, what really blew my mind was that this script had three writers. (laughs) Three, three writers on this script. And they came up with lines like, I don't know that living fossil ate my friend or (laughs) yeah it was just like it's like that's the best you could do it seemed like that was a turnoff for me too was that it was almost like a robot or like AI wrote this script based on what they think jokes should be made in a monster movie and so they just like had these really like basic lines and like weird one-liners but it never like cohesively fit these characters or the storyline and it just felt really like stiff and I just I was sort of frustrated so
1: I have a couple of different comments regarding this number one is that this was also based on a book
0: I saw that today. Which, I was shocked.
1: I, I was like, wow. This, uh, a book that was written in 1997. I feel like you need to read it, Shelby. This seems like something that, yeah. you know, is like homework for you. What else have you got yeah. going? <laughs> I've seen your Shelby, for those of you unaware and not following her on Instagram is currently doing a ranking of her. Top 50 books of all time Yeah, And based on what I have seen of that list So far I'm sure (laughs) the Meg would Fit in nicely with those (laughs) other titles
0: Not if it was like this But this story (laughs) because this was a This was a boring dull little mess
1: But this has also been in Production for like 15 years So it's not Something that they just threw together at the last minute Like they have been working on this for Over a decade and this is still what They got but this is something That I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah. That I tried to find reasons for why they did this necessarily online and couldn't really find them. And I wasn't sure if maybe this has to do with the book. But this is a really interesting movie because it uses several, I think three, Chinese actors who are all, you can sort of tell that. Well, English is definitely not their first language, and I don't think that they have a very strong grasp on it. And all three of those characters in um, Suyin, her dad Mm -hmm. and her daughter, all have a lot of dialogue that they have Mm -hmm. to you know, that pushes the plot forward and, and Yin, who is sort of like the love interest of the movie definitely has a lot of dialogue with Jason Statham Mm -hmm. and is also involved in a lot of the plot points. And so is the daughter. And I think it's interesting that they chose to cast people for this who like, don't really have a firm grasp on the language and you can almost tell at certain points that they're just sort of like saying the line that they hear (laughs) and not necessarily saying a line that they understand it's not like that they got american actors to play the part of uh these scientists in shanghai like they got people from shanghai to play these parts which i thought was an interesting choice. Did you have yeah, any thoughts I mean, on that? I mean, I liked
0: it. I loved the diversity in this movie. I hated yes. the characterization. And I think um, I've noticed this like more and more, which I think is great, is that, and I think this had some sort of production company involved that the H brothers or something, right? Yes. So I think they have ties to that. But I loved... I didn't mind that, and I didn't necessarily notice And they were much worse because, to be honest, I thought all the <laughs> white, English, American characters sucked at delivering these lines, too. Oh, yeah. I thought Ruby Rose struggled oh, so much Le- under this character. Can we just, can we just
1: sit, <laughs> like, touch down and talk about Ruby Rose for, for <laughs> yeah. five seconds? Because I have yeah. so many thoughts on this.
0: It was a mess. I just, yeah. She it is was, a I horrific think that, yeah.
1: actress. Like, <laughs> terrible. She's, I have seen it. So she was in the last John Wick movie. She was in one of the Pitch yeah. Perfects. I never watched Orange is the New Black, but in both of those, those movies, she is Abysmal, And she is terrifyingly yeah. bad in this. And it, 100%, oh, yeah. her only role, her only, like, thing that she found important was, like, I have to look as cool as humanly possible in every <laughs> single one of these. Right. She's supposedly a scientist. She's, like, sitting in chairs in weird ways. She's got beanies she's on. She's not a
0: scientist, man. She's a hacker chick. She's, like, a cool, like, you know. She's, she's a, a hacker. Hacker there's, chick. they yeah. not hacking
1: anything. She's some psychic. kind she's She's like a like computer whiz maybe but she's got <laughs> yeah. like overalls also her hair yeah. i don't know what is going on with her hair it's in this movie greasy. but it is yeah. so oily it's like someone put like <laughs> black spaghetti on the top of her head and just yeah. left it there uh,
0: yeah i mean there were like a lot of weird characters and i think that slowed down the story too because there were so many characters and to be honest, my favorite character, aside from Jason Statham, who I think was the best actor of the bunch, oh, which yes. is not, Way not to a go, compliment Jason. to anyone else, <laughs> yeah. Um I liked the little girl. I thought she was fun. She was the only part that I like laughed at. Cause I thought she was so cute and she had those little wings on and I was like, Oh, look at her light up shoes. And I just had, I loved her. But I think what really slowed it down was you had these messy, messy, messy characters. Like you had the like serious father figure of the, of the main woman who, you know, is like very withholding of, of emotions even though that's never really explored it's just stated very lazily and then the doctor
1: is terrible yeah you have
0: the (laughs) you have the doctor who's like the disappointed father figure who's like really hard to please and has all these high expectations and then of course he eventually goes the way all those characters go (laughs) you have the the stereotypical like to a very uncomfortable degree black character who like like they have this line once where he's like, I can't swim and they're like, Really? And he's like, That's racist And it's like, Well, you can't pretend to be woke in a movie where you made the black character not be able to swim, you know? Yeah, like, and then you made, made a joke about choice. Choice. But it.
1: But yeah. yeah.
0: It's
1: like, uh, this it feels uncomfortable. So
0: yeah, and then you have the fat, goofy dude who's yep. like so pointless. And then you have the like stereotypical Asian guy who' Doesn't speak English very well. And he, you know, it, you can imagine when he's taken out of the film. It, it you know, yeah. like it <laughs> was not surprising when he disappeared, if you know what I mean. It's just like they really leaned on these tropes, even with Jason Statham's character. And I think that affected all of their performances. But usually in these popcorn flicks, they have more fun with it. And for some reason, they were playing it really straight in this movie. And I wasn't sure why.
1: Well, it's because you you had all of the like older people who were all just... Yeah. I mean, they were all serviceable and fine. The script just didn't really <laughs> give them anything to do. And then you had Ruby Rose yeah. who was trying so hard to look cool <laughs> the entire time that it was like clearly she wasn't having yeah. any fun with anything. I, I yeah. did like the three people who are who were stuck in the submarine at the beginning in, like, sort of the first act who had to get rescued. <laughs> I thought that they were all fine. One, one of them is Hero from Heroes yes back that's who he was he i was, was trying to
0: remember
1: yeah and yes. then and then i thought the ex-wife was fine too and she was sort of entertaining but yeah there definitely yeah. wasn't a lot of like zany fun characters where i think when you right. think of these type of movies like anacondas and you have jennifer lopez oh, yeah. in it, it there's all kinds of weird people and so when they get eaten or trace down it has more zest to it than this necessarily right. did. but i just love jason statham so much and I, he did such a good <laughs> job in this movie do you, he is what i want tom cruise to be like jason statham <laughs> is he's in on the joke he's good at doing what he does he looks like he's having yeah. fun the whole time
0: matt you need to watch fate of the furious i think you'd is love he in those fate of the furious yeah yeah he's in the last two he's in He's in two for sure. Maybe I I'll think have might to check this out. Did you see Spy
1: with Melissa McCarthy? Because he was oh, amazing in that. Oh, yeah, he was great in that. In that.
0: Oh, he was so good. Ugh. He was so good in that. And like here, I thought he'd have more fun. He wasn't really, but he was playing it straight like he always does. But I think, I think we need to get into the details. Like, okay. hashtag spoiler alert. But <laughs> it's time to break this movie get down. Get into the basically. plot. Scene by scene. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so let's start. By talking about this, like, cold open where Jason Statham yes. is, like, rescuing people in a sub, but the sub is, like, being. There's, like, two subs on top of each other. One is the rescue sub, one of them <laughs> is, like, a. Like a crash sub underground There's people (laughs) in the bottom that Jason Statham is trying to rescue They think the bottom is going to explode So Jason Statham like basically Shuts the hatch killing the people in the bottom (laughs) But saving the people in the top He
0: did his job like that was so Frustrating to me I was like honestly I was like wow they actually did it like I'm proud Of him I'm actually I like Jason Statham's character right now because He did what he should have done Which is you save the majority of people instead of risking them to go save a couple people whose job they knew was risky. Yes. And I could, like, undress this entire scene.
1: (laughs) But then they, the scientists or the people that he's working for, basically, like, put (laughs) him on trial and fire him for killing these people in the crashed submarine that he could not rescue, which is ridiculous.
0: It was so dumb. Like, this actual, like, certified doctor decides that he was insane for doing this, even though literally as they pull off the ship, the the other, the like submarine explodes. So it's like, like clearly... Just like Jason said it clearly. was going to. <laughs> yeah. And I was so annoyed by this because not only was it so dumb, they're in this like submarine. And it's obvious that it's like meant to show like the shark. Like you don't realize it's a the shark then, but you find out later it must have been the same Meg, which... I don't know how because supposedly the Meg was stuck under a frozen layer in this undiscovered part of the ocean. But that's fine. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Don't
1: don't pay attention to that. Don't pay attention to that.
0: (laughs) I want to make the point that there were people who were dead in this submarine. And I was trying to see if they had, like, bite marks in them. But it seemed like it was just, like, cuts from being bullied around or something. I don't know. Some... Somehow these people had died from a shark attack without the shark ever actually. Well, in the later scene,
1: when the shark attacks a different submarine, the people do get like bounced around in there. And one of the girls gets stabbed by like a screwdriver (laughs) that's laying around. So I guess it does happen.
0: I know. But so anyways, this whole thing happens. Jason Statham's character is like this deep sea rescuer whose sole job, it seems, is to do these elaborate deep sea Rescues, like I'm in they on talk it. about it later in the story, where they're like, "Oh, I only rescue at like six thousand feet, but he's rescued at eleven thousand. We need him right now." But. The point is that he gets blacklisted For this his life falls apart he goes And gets drunk in Thailand or something Yes
1: and can we talk about that for five seconds So he's basically (laughs) living out On this random beach in Thailand That has been the home For every action hero Ever (laughs) in the scene where they're like I'm getting out of the game I'm going To Thailand and then they get recruited Like Jason Bourne was 100% on this Beach (laughs) Uh, James Bond Has been on this beach like the Cast of Alias has been on this beach like every Every single person who has ever been in an action franchise at some point has been on this beach at Thailand where like they run a fishing (laughs) boat and then like get drunk with the locals at the local bar and live in this kind of like shack that then someone in a suit shows up and like 20 minutes into the movie.
0: Yeah, and he's like, I'm not going to do it to save your breath. And then they're like, it's your ex-wife and he has to go. (laughs) Yes. And it's just like, it's just crazy because the problem is. Um, before Jason Statham comes back into the picture You have Dwight Schrute Showing up to this elaborate Like <laughs> <laughs> underwater I don't know Research base. And he's getting the full tour. So he paid for this thing. He's in charge of this thing. And they're like, oh, you got to see. But this. he's never and he's been like, there. happening? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, you got to see what we've got coming. And he's like, well, what? <laughs> and it's like, we discovered an undiscovered part of the ocean. We think this ground is actually just frozen air. And we're going to break through right now. And he's like, wow, that's crazy. And I'm like, what? What? Uh, haven't you been paying for this research like don't you know what they've been doing why did you pick this spot to do this research base at if you didn't know what their end goal was but that is like nitpicking i know for a movie about a megalodon coming (laughs) back because the way they discover the meg is they break through this ice layer they go down to like this 12 foot deep pond that's like under this ice layer yeah there's all these magical creatures they're going along, and then they get hit by this giant thing. And the the woman in the boat yells, Jonas was right.
1: Jonas was right. There <laughs> is a giant shark down here. And their submarine gets, like, basically stuck down at the bottom. They're all down there, or the three of them are down there. So they need rescuing. They need rescuing. They go get From Jonas. <laughs> they, Jonas it. comes back. He goes down and rescues them, except for... Well,
0: first, yeah, the lady has to go down and try oh, and rescue yes. them first. And she's like, I can handle this.
1: This will be yeah. a theme throughout the movie of, like, Jason Statham really is, like, clearly the one who has expertise in doing a rescue. And this woman is like, well, let me try first. And then it doesn't yeah. go well. And then Jason Statham has to come in and redo what she did.
0: because she... Yeah, but none of them seem to know. Like, they don't really have a plan.
1: Does she have any expertise in deep sea rescue? Like, that's the thing that I was confused about. (laughs) She keeps volunteering for things, but I'm like, aren't you a scientist? So I don't understand why you're like, let me get in the other little ship and go down there. Because she ends up needing rescuing, too.
0: No, so she her whole thing is like, we don't have time. We have to get down there and just tow them up. Like, I don't know how to do the whole rescue thing, but I'll tie a rope around their, around their ship and bring them up to the surface. So Poor
1: choice. I don't
0: think she has. Yeah, <laughs> so she gets down there. And this is honestly one of my favorite parts of the movie is she's down there. She's a scientist. She should have a level of wonder at what she's seen. But she gets grabbed by a giant squid. And almost dies until the Meg shows up. And this is the first time we see the Meg on screen. It's a giant shark. And all she says is, it's a giant shark. She's not, like, amazed. She's not scared. She's just like, this is a 20-meter-long shark. And that's that's the reaction. And then instantly, Jason Statham, who's on his way down in his little ship, is like, it's a Megalodon. <laughs> I'm like, hold up. Like... Why do you just assume that? How do you know that? They studied
1: these in college, Shelby. (laughs) They know.
0: I know, but they should be more shocked. If I ran into a dinosaur, I'd be like, holy shit. Well,
1: Jason Statham knew that there was one down there the whole time, and no one believed him.
0: (laughs) But how did he know it was a giant shark that was attacking the sub? Isn't that what he said?
1: I don't. Shelby, we're getting in the weeds of the details. anyway Jason they just gets didn't down have there any wonder for this tries rescuing he his wife out, and these other yeah. two basically the same thing happens that happened in the beginning <laughs> of the movie where he gets two of them into his sub they have to shut the hatch the last one dies and they think that they've yeah. gotten away scot-free except
0: yeah. they come to find
1: <laughs> out that when they were going through the weird layer of gas or whatever it was that was keeping the Meg down. The Meg followed them and broke out. And so now we move into the second section of the movie where they decide (laughs) we're putting everybody on a fishing boat and we're going to kill the Meg.
0: Which again, I just have to pause and point out that if this shark couldn't get through the frozen gas, then what was attacking the sub at the beginning of the movie? D- no, Chubby, no, no, Chubby, no, no, Chubby.
1: And drove me
0: nuts. And then again, they point out this like scientific explanation. They're like, "Well, oh, when we shot up, they took like ten minutes to explain this. I swear." They're like, "Look at this frozen layer. There was a heat signature when you came up, and they're like, that wouldn't be big enough for the shark to get through." And then like, well, actually, then the bigger boat came up and that sent an even bigger heat signature through it, and so the shark came up with that.
1: And Shelby's and in like, the audience with her it. calculator, <laughs> like, well, technically, those figures like, you had didn't quite uh, line up, uh, you didn't use the tangent <laughs> no. right in that line, and technically, no, the temperatures weren't the same.
0: This is the thing, though, this is the thing about popcorn movies, okay. they can be stupid, they can be illogical. But they need to do the brain work so you can just sit back and relax. So when they point out a scientific explanation, I expect that scientific explanation to hold up. But it didn't. And it never came back again. I thought for sure it would have to matter later in the movie. Like they'd shepherd it back to this ice hole or something. No, because they're going to kill it. It just got out through the ice hole. in such an important way. And I think that's what drove me nuts about this movie was that it seemed to try to be smart and it took so long to get to the action that it seemed like all this exposition would matter, but in the end it never did. Because honestly, this movie was slow to start. Like it took a long time for the shark to get out. They and just it took needed a way time for them to for <laughs> the
1: shark to get out, Shelby, and it did. But spoiler alert, it's actually okay. two sharks that got out <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. They're not good at their job. My is biggest question
1: saying. was like, okay, so yes, we're going to kill the shark. So we're all getting on this fishing boat. But like, why did right. they bring everybody on the fishing boat? You know what I mean? Yeah, It's no. like, why They is brought
0: the, the hacker. They brought, they brought the, the hacker. computer They nerd. brought the
1: doctor. They brought <laughs> they the brought daughter. The they brought the old <laughs> yeah. Asian man who's like the financier. It's like,
0: wh- why is yeah. everybody
1: on this expedition? They all want
0: to go see it, man. It's the Megalodon. You know, it's like, whoa, whoa. I also love that this is the scene. They they go to find the Meg because they heard all these these ships, like, sending SOS signals. So they know this shark must be out there. Yes. And they go and they find this shark. Uh, they find the, like, the remains of a shark attack where this boat had been ripped apart and it was full of dead sharks. Oh, yes. And they were like, what happened? The anti-poaching message. And they're like, yeah, they're like, oh, these sharks have been poached, man. <laughs> and it's like, you the... <laughs> Yeah, it's just like why is it trying to be this like this like woke film they all find a human
1: arm in this same wreck and seem that <laughs> <laughs> they do not care about that they're, they're like yeah, eh, eh, somebody's arm but That's look at these poached post- th- sharks like <laughs>
0: It's crazy the emotional numbness of these characters. They are unfazed. This is why by I loved everything. it It was
1: so bad. <laughs> then they get. Then they yeah. decide. Okay, what we need to do is we need to get a uh, homing beacon on the Meg. Right. We can only do this for part. some reason by sticking Jason Statham in the water with like a yeah. blow dart that had. And this
0: was honestly probably my favorite part of the movie. I yeah. thought it was a great action sequence. It was one of the most fun and interesting parts because he is he's in this water he's like don't struggle because they'll be attracted to struggling which is probably true you know this shark doesn't know what a human is so just swim calmly get up close and then it's like it he like gets its attention and then it starts chasing him and he has to be pulled alongside the boat and it was it was great fun I did enjoy that part
1: yes then but it was all for naught then we have a <laughs> then we have another then we sort of have like a longer extended fight scene where we're trying to kill the sh- the Meg. the so it's dumb. like it's eating this like shark tank sort of that they have put in the water so it's like dragging the boat around they end up oh, right. killing yeah, it yeah, yeah. fine but come to find out there's actually two megs <laughs> and so the second meg then therefore oh, eats half of the people on the boat
0: no wait you missed the part where they they kill the shark and instantly 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 like 70 normal sized sharks <laughs> come out of the ocean and start feeding on this corpse. Like, I don't know. It was pretty crazy to me that they were all just in the area and they instantly they came. They smell like, blood, like, scavengers. The
1: sharks smell blood. Right, this happens right, right, right. multiple so times in the movie. If there's I blood, a oh, hundred sharks I know. come. You should know this. But
0: my point is, my point is, so clearly shark infested waters, not just the Meg, So, at one point, they're all like laughing about, oh my gosh, we just killed this mega shark. Cool. They accidentally, they like scare one of the characters, the fat guy, into the water. And classic fat guy, he's just like rolling in the water, having a good time. And I was like, I don't care about the Meg that I know is still going to come up. I care about the fact that all these people knew that these were shark infested waters, and he's just not even trying to get back to the boat. It seems like. He should have been scared and struggling and everyone should have been laughing and making fun of him and trying to help him. And then he gets eaten. But instead, he's just literally floating about, bobbing around, fat and happy. Did you think the giant Meg comes up? So
1: I in at this scene. You're clearly like, okay, it's only been 45 minutes. This movie isn't over. Did you think that the shark on the boat was going to come back to life or that there was going to be another (laughs) shark? Because I was waiting for one on the boat to be like, surprise, bitches, I'm alive.
0: <laughs> i guess i thought when he was first posing for the photo with the dead shark that it would come alive yes and that's kind of the one surprise they get in there is that they pretend it does for the for the shock value and then it, it isn't dead it's dead so once that happened i knew it was really dead and i was like and that's the thing is there was this throw lang- throwaway line where jason or one of the characters i think is like this isn't the same sh- bite radius it happened so quickly. Like, it just, that's what was crazy. And frustrating Shelby's about this like, ah, oh, let things- me get that
1: calculator back out and do some quick mathematics <laughs> no. about this bite radius no, no, of the no, shark. No.
0: I believe them. <laughs> I agreed. But what was crazy is, uh, my dog just got into the garbage. <laughs> Drop it. <Nupe.
1: laughs> Drop it. I am leaving that. this in when I'm sorry. <laughs> Drop
0: it. <laughs> um, um, The greatest the greatest part of these movies is supposed to be building suspense and enjoying like these deaths not enjoying but you know what I mean like they should be splashy and fun and like thrilling and exciting and scary but instead things in this movie happened so quickly there was no time to care and so what should have been an interesting line where he should have been like wait. This isn't the only shark. And he could have had this whole moment where he's like, get out of the water or whatever else to build suspense and like anxiety. It's just a throwaway line because Instantly, the shark pops up. It eats the person. Everyone's thrown overboard, and more people are targeted by this dumb shark. Thank the Lord just, like, though,
1: because we really needed to trim the fat on this, and we got rid of the <laughs> we got rid of the uh, old Asian man. Yeah. We got rid of the doctor yeah, who's like, uh, um, yeah, he
0: sacri- sacrificed himself, himself for who?
1: For Ruby in Rose? Such a dumb Is that way? who he sacrificed for? Ruby Rose? Rose but she's like, yeah. dude, I like, I'm super she's cool like, in the sweater. Like, you don't even need to sacrifice. <laughs> like, just does my beanie and look then, good?
0: And then the camera zooms in on her for a good 20 second crying scene and it is
1: which one and of she's the not crying like a real person acting. because she's crying in like the most no. like cool edgy way possible.
0: Yeah, she's like, "Oh my gosh, the feeling." So, they but hurt let's me.
1: move on. So <laughs> then we get to this sort of fun-ish scene where
0: Well, wait. Because we have to talk about Dwight Schrute. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to talk curious, about. I'm curious, like, what you thought of him. But I need to know what you think of him as a character before we get to his his moment.
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay.
0: So, like, because to me, I was really confused about if he was a good guy or a bad guy.
1: You were? He was if clearly he was the bad guy. From the jump. <laughs>
0: but what made him bad? He was
1: douchey. What made him bad? And he was so rude to everybody. And he was like, I have money. Why
0: are you talking yeah, Anybody like with money in a movie he bad. He was so dumb. Yes. <laughs> he was like, wow, this Jason Statham character. He seems like a hero, but he really is uptight. And it's like, he's the goober. He's the laughing. He's like the, he's the comedy. So I was surprised that they.
1: Yeah, but we didn't need him for that like... because we already had right. um, like two other people on the troop who were the comedic relief.
0: But anyways, <laughs> he's
1: the bad guy. Yeah. The second Meg is on the loose and they're like, we should call the authorities. And he's like, I've called the authorities. But actually, he hasn't called the authorities. He just has a plan to, like, take his private helicopter and go bomb the second Meg. But
0: but that's like a hero move. If Jason Statham had gone rogue to go and kill the shark, we would have all been like, wow, so brave. He's trying to save everyone. But you got to alert the local government.
1: That is a key (laughs) of this. No poaching and alert the local government.
0: Right, but that's the thing is later they all try to call the local government and no one believes them, which is exactly yeah
1: right. (laughs) Yeah,
0: so it's like to me, I was surprised because they really gave Dwight's character like this very grisly death, or it was meant to be. It was like meant to be this big moment where it's like he got what was coming to him, but I didn't feel like it was justified. It was sort of like. I don't know. Like the worst thing he did was lie about calling the authorities. But other than that, he actually like, I guess I wanted him to be more evil. Like there was this moment where I thought he was going to leave Ruby Rose in the water to die because he was too scared to help We could have only hoped. I know. And there was another moment where I thought like, oh, he was still he didn't actually call a rescue boat and they were all going to have to figure something out. But he actually did. He did everything he was supposed to. He was just a little worried about his bottom line every now and then. But even even then he still agreed that okay it was time to move on. So it was sort of like and then he took the rescue into his own hands and he's like, I'm gonna go finish what I started, I'm gonna take care of this mess, I'm gonna bomb the beast and he like goes to like kill the kill the Meg and and then he didn't and he dies in a really sad, dumb way.
1: Is it sad? Long story short, he gets eaten by the Meg. Like a really, like,
0: embarrassing way. And we move (laughs) on to
1: the final big scene of the movie, which you've seen in the the trailers. The climax. Where the Meg shows up at this beach where, for some reason or another, there are hundreds of people, every single one of whom brought a brightly colored inner tube. Because
0: (laughs) And they're all they're all so deep. It's like this is a Meg. So it is a giant shark. So it has to have a lot of water under there to be swimming under these people. So they're all like 30 meters out in this ocean like just having a ball not even worried do you think that part of and the... again it's shark yeah, ocean. i was just gonna say
1: that do you think that the part of the reason why the local authorities don't care is they're like yeah there's hundreds of sharks in the <laughs> yeah. water we know that like everybody <laughs> yeah. knows that
0: they come out every yeah. now and then yeah if someone's and bleeding they'll all come and eat in them the but water. if nobody yeah. none
1: of these 150 million people are on their period then we'll be fine
0: yeah I know so they're all just like there's so many of them like I want to google the beach and see if it's actually ever that crowded because it was insanely no. packed they were all so body. well
1: spaced out it was like one person every three feet in a brightly colored <laughs> yeah. inner tube it was great the only thing about this scene i liked oh, is no. that it's told sort of through the perspective of this like little chubby kid who has like a popsicle <laughs> the whole time in his inner tube and even at the yeah. end of the sequence like once he's been rescued he's like still eating the popsicle. And I was like, that (laughs) is my level of priorities. (laughs) Like, like, screw the fact that there's a shark here. Like I am not gonna drop this popsicle. I like my parents paid good money and it is tasting yummy. So I will be eating it all even if I did get my (laughs) leg bitten off.
0: Yeah. No, it was like, it was interesting because this is the climactic scene. It was really featured in the trailers. It was used as most of their promo was this idea of this huge shark floating under these unsuspecting swimming swimmers. And I, again, wanted them to have more fun with it and like and try and like, I don't know, build up the anxiety But it really was like instantly the fin was visible. Everyone's like shark. They all like run for the beach except for a select few who who don't even try. And they're just floating in their little pocket. And then this shark nose diving first for this crowd of people is instantly again stupidly distracted by the sound of a whale that the that Jason Statham and his crew had put in the water to like call him. And it's like this shark is dumb and it makes it less scary because it's just so easily distracted. It's so easily unmotivated and it only killed one person maybe during this beach fight. And it's like the beach scene should have had a
1: lot more gore. Like I want severed limbs. I want people being ripped apart. But I will say, (laughs) Shelby, I think that you were... Being too hard on the shark. You've watched one too many of these genetically engineered Jurassic World yeah. movies, where the animals are basically <laughs> humans, intelligent. Yes. Yeah, and this is just a million-year-old shark that's been stuck in a weird underground tunnel for decades, and has right. It's really seeing the world for the first time. It's overwhelmed <laughs> by all of the colors. It's like, hey guys, what's up? And the up? people. Yeah. It's easily distracted. You know, he's well, doing the best he can. Well, that's what's interesting. It's like,
0: yeah, but all, like you said, I love monster movies. A lot of the best monster movies, the monster becomes a character itself. Like Godzilla, you have the raptors in Jurassic Park. You even have T-Rex in Jurassic Park. Even in Aliens, you know, these these monsters become maybe not always intelligent, but driven by something. And this Meg just seemed sort of like Daisy. It was like, oh, Here's a sea full of people. Maybe I'll try to munch on one, but I won't really give it a full effort because I don't care. And it's like it rips earlier in the movie. It rips like a like a baby whale in half and just moves on. And it's like there's no like rhyme or reason to how it works. Sometimes it just circles in the water with its fin up and everyone's like talking about it while it's just staying put. And other times it's like, I guess I'll go over here. And it just robbed the movie of maybe some of the fun anxiety and fear that you get in other monster yeah. movies where, where the monster matters more. Because here... Even in its final scene, it was still pretty stupid.
1: <laughs> yes. And so basically they have a big fight and Jason Statham ends yeah. up in the water with the Meg as one does. <laughs> and the way yeah. he kills it, well, is twofold. Number 1, right. he slices
0: Well, first we need to we need to talk about the the ultimate line where the woman's like, "How are you going to how are you going to kill it?" And Jason Statham says, And I quote, I remember this very clearly, evolution, I'm going to make this thing bleed. And I'm like, mm, wait, what does this line mean? Like, what are you? Well, that the like egg it comes
1: <laughs> out because he's gonna cut the shark's stomach, and then all of the other hundred sharks are going to eat. <laughs> Shelby, look, I don't understand why all of a sudden you have become uh, like Bill Nye during this podcast, questioning okay. all of the science no. in this movie. Where was this person when we it's were watching Ant the Man? Where was that? That movie had such ludicrous okay. science in it. Hold Dear on, Lord. Wait.
0: I know, I know, I know. And that's the thing is, though, I love having fun in dumb movies. And all my favorite dumb movies have great one-liners that really just, like, hit home, you know? You have, like, yippee Kaye," Mother Effers, and Die Hard. You have, I Don't Got Friends, I Got Family, and Friends fast and the furious you have that's a good you know, line all these great yeah that is a on huge par. moment it's a huge moment it's a huge moment no. <laughs> no because this is why it's not on par is you can have stupid lines that's the point but they have to be like they had to make sense for one the character and two the story and this moment which they thought you could tell was like a really deep interesting like powerful empowering line didn't make any sense it's like what are you talking about like evolution like what are you saying that doesn't make any sense i just wanted someone to care a little okay thank you dr (laughs) boyer
1: for that lecture uh basically the shark gets eaten by other sharks but also jason statham stabs it in the eye with a harpoon gun while the shark is jumping out of the water and the shark dies that
0: was a great that was a great moment and again they should have allowed that moment to exist. He should have like, had a one-liner then. He stabbed then. it right in the eye. He stabbed he it said, right I in the eye. said, I got my it's eye on you. The shark died. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But instead of being able to, like, savor this attack, again, instantly, these other sharks come out of nowhere start ravaging this dead corpse. And it's like, uh, I wish they could have just, like, paused a little to, like, let that moment matter because it was, like, it was crazy, but you instantly had to forget it because something else crazy happened. Maybe we should workshop some lines that Jason Jason.
1: Statham could have said at this moment. (laughs) Okay. So I have, uh, let me think of one. Um, uh, So all the sharks are swimming up and he goes, this is the golden corral, bitches. How about that?
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Just lean into the camp a little more. It's like they couldn't decide on a tone. They couldn't decide on an energy. And they couldn't decide on, like, letting these moments be because they just wanted to move on to the next big moment, which you also saw in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom and whatever other crazy movies we've seen. Ant-Man was
1: terrible. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's like they just need to let... These moments, like, sink in before moving on to the next big, like, wow, what a cool CGI concept. Like, I'm so glad we got this, like, overhead view of the shark floating under all these yellow and pink (laughs) inner tubes. Like... I was just disappointed man Like I don't know I wanted to love it I really did This was one of my most anticipated films of 2018 That is, and that is sad And I was just disappointed That
1: is sad <laughs> I, you, yeah. This is exactly I what I expected this movie to be There was not <laughs> one thing in this movie That I was like no. Oh this is like This is out of left field for me What I thought I was well, going I to get I Is was... what I got And I was pleased with what it was <laughs>
0: Well, I think this is like, I was reading a review by The Thrillist and they said it best. They said, it's it's too dumb to take seriously and too serious to be played for laughs. And I think that's what frustrated me was like, I wanted this to be so dumb. It was like Sharknado levels of funny. Or I wanted it to be a little bit more like well thought out, well written, well acted so that it felt like, I don't know like Independence Day or Die Hard where it's just like fun but this was just a mess that didn't know what it wanted to be. It didn't know where it was going and it just kind of like left a lot of I don't know. I know I'm being picky and like weird about it. I don't know why I didn't like it. I just didn't.
1: Okay well (laughs) I think that sums it up.
0: (laughs) I feel really bad. I know I should have loved and just, it, and
1: you were the one who made us watch this. You picked this movie, Shelby. Yeah. So this is all on you.
0: Well, I think it's important. I know a lot of people who are excited to see this movie. I know a lot of people who have seen it. I know people who are going to. And see And we it. learned so a valuable lesson about
1: poaching, which I think is the most important thing <laughs> yeah. that we took away from. That this.
0: was the takeaway yes. message. Poaching is poaching bad. Is also. Bad. I loved the message. The like doctor is like, "Oh, this is what we always do. We discover and then we destroy." Yeah, that, well,
1: I didn't know what I was like. <laughs> yeah, because like, it's gonna eat the people. Like, like well, should we not destroy? Yeah. It? What do you want from it's this? Like, what
0: do you want to do, man? Yeah, you like, want to put um, this in the zoo? Okay. Like, that'll end well. Uh. Yeah, and then he, <laughs> and then they destroy it. So it's like, it was dumb. It was just a hot mess, uh. and it wasn't a fun dump. So, I can't say it enough. Speaking of not
1: <laughs> a fun kind of dumb, I have a hate it that yeah, I would like to share. We have to move on. Yes.
0: I just, I know. I just wish I could convince more people that the Meg is not a good popcorn, popcorn flick, but we can move on.
1: I mean, <laughs> do we go. think people are really beating that? Dr- I feel like everyone knows <laughs> yeah. this already.
0: Okay. Tell me what you hate it. Okay.
1: Have you ever read the book, The Book Thief by Marcus Zuzak?
0: Um I have not actually but it's it's on my radar. Well,
1: don't. Because it was oh, so okay. <laughs> long and so incredibly boring and I just kept I I was reading it because you know it's a it's like a Everyone famous book it. that everybody talks about it's supposedly one of the great YA novels of our time it's a World Mm -hmm. War II novel and I feel like those are you know usually have a lot of like weight and a lot of like meat to them this is like 550 pages so I was like okay there's gonna be a lot going on here surprise there's not it's about a little girl
0: (laughs) I'm so glad you said that who lives
1: in Germany during World War II it's about her and the people in her town They, like, (laughs) casually hide a Jew in the basement, but, like, only for a little while, and then he leaves. And just, like, nothing really of interest happens at all until the end where, like, a big thing happens. But it's, like, in the last, like, 30 (laughs) pages, and it's, like, very rushed. And it's... Yeah. And I... Did not like it because nothing happened, and I felt like it was a waste of time. Whoever was the editor on this should have cut like two hundred pages, but also
0: it's like how I feel about the Meg <laughs> yes,
1: yes, and the science in this book thief Let me <laughs> yeah. tell you, it made no sense whatsoever uh, but for all of the great World War Two stories that there are, this one, like, had... This brought nothing new to the table. It wasn't a good war <laughs> story. It wasn't a good Holocaust story. It wasn't a good, like, hide the a Jewish person in your basement story. It wasn't, like, a cool from a German perspective or, oh, this is about someone yeah. in Great Britain during the Blitz. It was just... It was full of a lot of nothing. And I... Was like nobody should read this book It's so dull Here are like 17 other Read Number the Stars by Lois Ly- Lowry Read The Hiding Place by Corey Ten Boom Read All the well, like. We Cannot it supposed See supposed to be Like any of isn't those are it, better like
0: less about I mean I heard a lot of praise about this And I'm gonna be honest I, I lied earlier I tried to read it once And I just didn't get into it Yes
1: see there we go I
0: just didn't want to But I think a lot of people love it I never got the sense that it was because it like drew light on world war Two necessarily though well yeah like, but maybe you did... were just like, expecting a different
1: <laughs> well but it didn't like there was <laughs> nothing <laughs> that happened in it you know like there was no right. plot is basically yeah. what it was. It was about this girl yeah. who lives in this town with other, pe- with other people in the town. <laughs> and she kind of, you know, like, goes over to this person's house. Oh, she has a little run-in with a b- right. town bully. Oh, like, <laughs> somebody let... She stole a book out of someone's, you know, backyard. Yeah. Nothing. There well, was... not n-
0: everything has to be high stakes, you know?
1: Yeah, but this wasn't even low stakes. This was no <laughs> stakes. And there was no plot arc through the whole thing either. It wasn't like we were yeah. building to anything. It just... I don't understand... <laughs> (laughs) how it was such like a beloved book you know
0: yeah like it was well i can't answer because i i couldn't even get into it but well glad that i'm glad you didn't like it so that i don't have to yeah don't feel even less pressure to read it
1: (laughs) boo on that book uh do you love something or hate (laughs) something this week other than the meg which you hated
0: uh yeah i hated the meg so i'm gonna say something i did love which while i was at the meg there was a trailer for the nun Oh, and yes. And I, I don't like scary movies, and I probably will never see The Nun. But I loved the trailer. I was so pleasantly surprised. It was like 40 seconds long. It only had one scene from the whole movie, and it was one jump scare. And I was like, oh, my gosh, can this be the future of all trailers to come? Because I think that's all we need, really, is like one one like theme setting scene to convince people whether or not they'll like it, you know? Yes. Because so often trailers today, especially horror films, I think waste a lot of time and overshare in their trailers so that when you go to see the movies, you're not even, you're not surprised by many scenes anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of like loved it. I was like, I was prepared to like sit in misery for two and a half minutes while this whole trailer played and like did jump scare after jump scare and scary nun sighting after scary nun sighting, but it was only 40 seconds and I was so pleased.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's trailer is scary AF. She's just like walking yeah, down the hall and you think, and then the nuns uh, behind it and then she it. just jumps out and like tackles her. Yeah. Ugh.
0: Yeah. No, I think it's like, that's perfect. Like, I hope they never release another trailer for it they because have. what else can they add? Really? <laughs> really? Dang it.
1: <laughs> like another I'm minute. Of now.
0: Stuff. This is a hate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I just think that's what trailers should be. It's like, because you're not going to convince someone to go see it beyond that. You know what I mean?
1: I feel like, there, like that's all you need. There have been a number. Well, there's been so many bad trailers. Everything that we have seen yeah. so far on this podcast Ugh, has had a bad, bad trailer. Trailers. But. Yeah. There have been a couple that are really good Like the Creed 2 trailer The music in that oh, is really yes. good um, Bad yeah. Times at the El Royale trailer Is amazing And today I went and oh, saw yeah. Black Klansman And they had a trailer for the new Matthew McConaughey movie White Boy Rick And the music in oh, that is that. amazing too The way it like comes <laughs> in and out and like, see, Oh my gosh I'm yeah. so excited to see that movie Solely because of the music in the trailer
0: Well Mission Impossible had a cool trailer music moment You know the arm reload oh yes the arm the reload was. dragons but yeah. but
1: every other thing in that trailer was just the whole movie with like <laughs> large chunks it of it a little taken long out. yeah
0: yeah we saw no, every stunt in that, in that movie in the trailer <laughs> i know every time i see a good trailer i'm like please don't release another one please just let this be it and I'm frankly confused by what they call a teaser trailer versus a full length trailer because yes. they're all two and a half minutes long yeah. and it just bothers me so much. It's like, just let it be. You I know? don't think you need a
1: trailer that's two and a half minutes long to figure out if you you're going to like a movie. Have a trailer be a exactly. minute long and just basically have it be like scenes from the first like 30 minutes of the movie.
0: Yes, one of the best trailers of all time I could talk about all the time was the teaser trailer for the newer Godzilla, like the one with Brian Cranston and stuff. Oh yeah. That trailer was so good cuz it's just like the dramatic speech as they jump from the plane and for some reason they're all trailing red smoke and then eventually at the very end of the trailer you just see the Godzilla's shadow yes. in the smoke. And it's like, that's all you need. It's a Godzilla movie. That's it. You don't need to know characters. You don't need to know scenes. You just need to know it's Godzilla and your audience is there. That is all that a trailer should be. And then you have the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer, which was literally every scene of Robert Downey Jr. They could squeeze into a trailer, showed half of the movie plot. And it was just a huge mess, and I will never get over how much I hate that trailer. And it's just like oversharing, and it's like, what's the point? Because the people who are going to see Spider-Man are still gonna see Spider Man and you didn't convince anyone new to go see Spider Man by adding three minutes. I did
1: not go see Spider Man, so
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I'm just saying trailers should be like the nun where you just do you just worry about one thing that you're proving that and for the nun, it's that this is gonna be a scary ass movie that Shelby will not see. But I applaud them for their for their marketing.
1: (laughs) The hereditary trailer was really good too.
0: Yeah, that was that was very and creepy. you and you and you're good. gonna
1: have to go see that because I'm praying that that gets nominated for an Oscar. So
0: <laughs> the popular film, right? <laughs> no. no, 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 no,
1: no, no, <laughs> no. I don't think that movie was popular enough to win the popular film Oscar. Uh, yeah, but well, I think that's it for this week, and we won't have an episode next week because I'm going on vacation, which is sad. I
0: know. Yeah, so lame. So we can't even like talk about. I don't even know what's coming out next, but <laughs> yeah. We'll survive.
1: It'll be it'll be depressing for all of our listeners, like what was her name? Blonde. Yeah. Blonde something. Blonde. Blonde yeah. something, something.
0: Yeah. Everyone can just take this lull, take this time, listen to all our stuff and leave a nice review, yes. you know. Yes,
1: next week That's instead of listening do. to our podcast, <laughs> take five minutes and write a nice review yeah. for us. <laughs> there please yes please yes and then go follow us on every (laughs) social media platform and follow us and comment on all of our pictures and say that we're great
0: yes we're at ps you're wrong
1: and that is all we have for this week so goodbye everybody and we'll see you in september